You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you Inside the Locker Room, presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome into the Thursday edition. I think about it, Thursday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the number. If you'd like to get on the show with us this morning, Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Joe Gaither 6. Joe's behind the glass this morning. So we'll call Joe up and tell him hello this morning. Uh, Joe, you got your coffee this morning? You already had some coffee in there? Some. All right, we're going to keep you awake this morning. The, uh, night last night. at Wimp Sanderson 1, at Barry Sanderson. Email wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. We'll try to answer, uh, just about all the emails or we'll read them over the air if it's a question. Uh, we had, uh, several of those, uh, at the beginning of the week. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go. Of all the colors, yellow, guys, is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, a pier, a deck, a fence, a pergola, be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack, so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build it, Build it right. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. And if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Uh, all right. I did catch the end of the game last night. Dad, for the life of me, what is going on on the South Carolina bench? Why at the end of regulation would you not run and double Brandon Miller? Why would you not double him at the end of the game? He's not going to give the ball. Why up. would you not defend him the way? Let me let me start off to you. And you're right. And I also want our listeners to know that we we need to. The worst job we do is to not say the second hour what we say the first hour. Brandon Miller and Barry's right is a very fine player, a great, terrific player, very good. Uh, not not taking anything away from him whatsoever on the court. Uh, they do nothing to defend it. You, you can't defend Brandon Miller and, and the ball, too. You have to defend Brandon Miller with the, with, when he doesn't have the ball and keep the ball off of him. That's, that's absolutely a coaching joke. And Barry's exactly right. you got to double him, keep the ball off of him. And, and in that particular case, the entire game, um, you know, you're supposed to sit there and, and win the basketball game. So uh, credit to him for winning, for doing what he did. Oh. But it's, it's, uh, South Carolina is, South Carolina, and I don't get on here and coach coaches because, you know, everybody busted me when I coach, so I won't do that. Anyway, Alabama won 78-76 in a game that, that Vanderbilt does, does everything but pick up tickets. Uh, Vanderbilt lost their chance to tie Auburn for a fourth, fifth, or sixth place last night when LSU got their second home, the second victory period. They had beaten Arkansas one time. Vanderbilt goes in there playing well, thinking they're going to win. They get beat 84-77. Kentucky goes to Florida. 
they're, they're carrying on about uh, the Florida guys grabbing hold of the guy's face uh, uh, when he's trying to go at the ball. Uh, you can look at it. It's carried on a little bit too much to me. Kentucky's just okay. Uh, Florida tried to beat them with, with threes or shot more threes. Made eight, I think it was. I hadn't seen the exact stats. Anyway, Kentucky wins 82-74 in the entertain. They entertain Auburn at home, which is bad as Kentucky. Not as bad as they are, but they're not as good as they have been. Uh, we'll have a great chance to beat Auburn because Auburn's not playing very well either. Uh, Ole Miss leads throughout uh, a lot of the second half of the game. Looks like Ole Miss has got a chance to win. Um, they turn around and, and Auburn wins that basketball game 78-74. Now, Auburn has, and they're fighting for fourth and fifth and sixth place, fourth and fifth place. They are at Alabama. They are at Kentucky, and they have Tennessee at home. That's a pretty murderous row. I don't think they can win all three games, whether it be fourth or not in the league. Uh, I have no idea. Um, other games that uh, I wanted to mention, Samford and Bucky's done a great job over at 21-9. We don't talk about them much. I'm not a North Carolina fan. But they go to Notre Dame, beat Coach, uh, who's getting out, beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's just so-so. Uh, I am not a, an opinion column uh, reader. Uh, I, I, I glance at the column, and I glance at who wrote it. But I don't always read the entire thing. But there are a lot of them um, on the Internet today that I looked at just skimmed over that I think uh, – uh, I, th- I think this, um, I was always taught, I didn't have a daddy, but I was always taught with my family to try to, you know, be, do what, uh, the policemen and detectives and whatever and make me behave. I always be- tried to behave. Um, the police and the detectives who, who dealt with this particular case with this young girl, Lost your life. I'm so sorry about that. Have said there is, there is really no charge against Brandon Miller. So I, I'm not going to get here and get into an argument about whether it should be or whether it shouldn't be. That's what the detectives and the, and the policemen said. And so therefore, that's what I'm going to assume. And I'm going to close it out by saying that. I just, that's, that's me. Um, I, uh, there are cases where things happen where policemen are not there and the people who accuse you of doing something uh are looking for uh, a handout and you can't you don't you don't have any fate you don't have any any way to you know to know what's going on because the policeman can't investigate not a police deal so that happens to we have six teams in my opinion Barry's going to say eight and that's fine I think Arkansas Alabama Tennessee Auburn a&M and Kentucky are about the only ones. I'm not sure State will get in, but State will play uh, will, will play uh, A&M on Saturday, and uh, of course Alabama will play at one o'clock uh, against uh, Arkansas. Arkansas's got one of the big kids back. Uh, I'll close out Barry by saying that I, I got a call from uh, Fritz, the guy who does the history of, of basketball and. And I told him what I thought, and uh, and I, I mean he asked me to tell him what I thought, and, and naturally you know me well enough to know I did tell him what I thought, and, and you always say in a boisterous way, but in a nice way. Um, 
number five is coming up Monday. It's supposed to be some of our Alabama uh, Arkansas game, which was played. It'd probably be a whole deal. Nolan Richardson, that's fine. So uh, you'll see some Alabama stuff, not because I'm involved in it, I'm just telling you, uh, in, in, in number five uh, coming this Monday. So um, that's all I got. All right. Um, there's a couple things, Joe, that, that are bothering me. Um, and I guess maybe that you won't want to comment on this. I'm going to throw it out there. I, I'm disappointed in Greg Byrne. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, Joe, you know, he goes on the ESPN podcast yesterday and basically says that, uh, his basketball coach went to a press conference and there were things that hadn't come out yet. And this part about the text message had not come out yet. Um, he, Joe, I want you to listen to this so you could comment. He has not taken any responsibility here, here for this. That, okay. Joe, I want you to come. I don't think Greg Burns, when he says the text message wasn't out, so when Nate went to the press conference, he didn't know everything that was out. I believe that. But they knew that Brandon Miller was at the scene. They should have had a statement already to protect this kid when this court case was over. And they should, he should have had his people or somebody to tell Nate Oates not to comment on this situation at that press conference because because the, all the it, they knew the preliminary hearing was coming they knew they were going to put Brandon Miller at the scene and for and for him not to take responsibility and say in hindsight I should have handled it better I should have had my people tell coach not to comment uh yeah what he said probably wasn't good but he should have not even talked about it at all Joe, am I off base there? I think no. they, they, the administration failed Nate Oates. They did. And they won't, the, nobody has stood up and taken responsibility. That they said, he said some things he shouldn't have said. Uh, he's handled it properly throughout the time until now, but they knew that court case was coming. They knew, and he said the text message thing was news to him now. Brandon Miller's lawyer, still Jim Standrich, shows you why it's important to have a very good lawyer. I've heard some lawyers talk on some of these shows, and I wouldn't hire them for 10 cents. But Jim Standridge waited, put everything out, and gave you a clear explanation as to what happened in the brand. Now, that's Brandon Miller's lawyer, obviously. I'm not stupid enough to know that he's not going to paint. But he's saying hey, all the video, all the everything's going to show this, that Brandon Miller was called around midnight to come pick him up. And he said, I am out eating. And so, and then he had to take someone home or take someone wherever. And then on the way he was, he was already intended to go get Darius miles, but even before this altercation had even happened. So once he drops the person off, he's on the way to pick him up. That's when the text message comes in. It makes it sound like that uh, Brandon Miller, when he said, hey, bring me my whatever, he went to some drawer, pulled it out, took it to the car, put it in. He never even touched the gun. But Alabama wasn't prepared to defend him. Joe, help me here. Am I wrong? No, 
uh, we we see things the same way because I think that this is a total PR PR nightmare. Uh, you shouldn't have put coach in that situation on Tuesday. You should, and, and I'm with you. I think that Jim Standridge had a great statement, but uh, probably would have been great to have that statement come out at five o'clock on a Tuesday rather than uh, rather than. Uh, what was it yesterday at noon or so? Not yesterday at one or so. Um, but, but I, I'm, I'm dead with you. I think that, uh, I think that it, it, uh, it is a fault with PR and the, and, uh, the administration. Yeah. I just think they, they knew the case was going on that morning. They had a game against South Carolina. He had a scheduled press conference. We, but I haven't heard anybody over there say, now they may say it behind closed doors. But I don't know, Dad. Do they does Date Oaks deserve to be protected in that situation? Now, now, should he answer the question better? Absolutely. Uh, should he know better? And I think he regrets his answer. Um, but I just don't know why they won't. They're not taking response. Now they are behind closed doors, not publicly. I'd want to hear it publicly, to be quite honest with you, Dad. Your thoughts about that? Oh, I think um, I think the questions were answered poorly. Um. I would have, I would have assumed, uh, based on what I know that they would have known everything that happened. He goes to the press conference after basketball practice. So therefore he's not prepared really to talk because you just got through the practice and you're, you've got your mind not, not there, but a little bit there. You're not ready to really talk about it. Um, and the only reason I say that, the only reason I say that, some people had picked it up and text me, and some people hadn't got caught on. Um, the, the statement was, was to him at one time, not this press conference, but the other one uh, on the Vanderbilt deal, uh, was anybody else involved? And the answer was, all of our players will be on the plane going to Nashville in the morning. Well, he didn't really didn't answer the question, not at all. And so I, I took up on that when the question wasn't answered. Yeah, I just don't like I hear people call yeah. shows. Yeah. I was driving yesterday. People call it, and, and the, they get the facts. Well, not the facts, but they get the story all wrong, and they yeah. paint it to make the kid look yeah. in a bad light. I don't like it. All right, get yeah, to I, agree. The, I agree with you on that. They, they, they just, the people started, and it's going to be that way, um, South Carolina is a place that they're going to mash you some a little bit, but when you get to, to an Auburn where they're not going to be there, but you know, they don't have but you know, the one, you know, the road game uh, at, uh, at A&M. Uh, it, it's, it's a real uncomfortable situation. I don't, I think Brandon is really a fine player. Uh, I, I don't know. That I, had, I had noticed this a little bit, uh, and I mentioned it to somebody about three weeks ago that, and I'm, I'm not saying this ugly. I'm, I'm probably well. He he's gotten where he talks a lot on the court, um, which is fine if you're talking to your teammate. Um, but through the crowd, a couple of times in other games, he, he's just he's just a great player. He wasn't defended right last night, and not that he not that he not that he's not a great player, but you could certainly held him to. 31 yeah, rather than 41. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I just, I'm, I'm amazed, and we got a couple phone calls here. I'm amazed how tough minded he is, though, that he could, yeah. that yeah. he could still go out there 
and play like that with yeah. all that. I mean, if you go through any social media, his name's on every other one. Give the kid credit for being tough minded. I get to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Hey, good morning, y'all, and hope hope you're having a good day. Um, I just wanted to say, and, and you guys have covered it well. I, I apologize for no. calling in like no. missing a lot of convo. I really do. But I thought not only was Jim Standridge's statement an, an eloquent statement, and you know, very well written, and, and and provided a lot of insight based on that side of the story, sure. which is a side of the story. That has really not been heard. Who wrote that? Uh, Brandon Miller's lawyer. Jim. Brandon Miller's lawyer. Okay, I'm sorry. Prosecution may come with a different story. They don't give all their stuff there, but all the stuff that Jim Standards talked about, and especially where where this all took place, there's cameras, so all this will be brought out with the video. So there's no reason cool. to lie about it because everybody will see right. what happened when the car pulled up when he got there. So, and I, I just I'm, I'm like you, uh, Barry. I, I wish that a a, a variation. Uh, Mr. Standards' statement could have been really, you know, ready to go. Sure. Uh, for um, the University of Alabama to have gone forward with the other day instead of their basketball coach. Yeah, because the the way Nate handled it, and Nate's, you know, it, it caused a lot. It caused a lot of problems uh, by his statement, and he, I don't think he meant it that way. I just think that's how Nate talks. Uh, sometimes he just talks off the cuff. I thought they should have protected him there. Well, he wasn't in a good setting either. No. And so by what he said, the Clay Travis's and these fools across the country, they want to pick it apart. Have you ever said anything? You know, then you said, Oof, that didn't come out quite right. That's why I don't like texting as much because sometimes a text, you can read it a hundred different ways, uh, Philip. So, um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, we get to break here. Got a couple calls holding. Uh, two men in a truck there at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Whether it's local, out of town, or out of state, let the professionals handle it. Give them a call, 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We are starting to see some congestion at our major intersections around the area. So be patient and be careful. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off selected models. Interest rates as low as 0% and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Live from the Town Square Media Newsroom, my name is Mary Kay. And following the preliminary hearing in the capital murder case against Darius Miles and Michael Davis, it was released that the bonds were denied to both Miles and Davis. And Alabama men's basketball coach Nate Oates has released a statement concerning the comments he made discussing Brandon Miller's connection to a fatal shooting case. And the Alabama men's golf team finished fourth overall in the Watersound Invitational with key players finishing inside the top 10 
individuals. When years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another day of record warmth. A mixture of clouds and sunshine today. A small chance of a shower through tonight. A high today, 83. Tonight's low, 55. Cooler tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a chance of a few scattered showers. The high at 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 70 degrees in Tuscaloosa. For more from Tide 100.9. Let's it fly! on Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud. Welcome back. It's inside Dr. Pressure Tree to Pine from Great Southern Yellowwood.com. To find the dealer that is close to the yard to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Donald into the show. Good morning, Donald. Morning, Barry. Coach, how you doing? Hey, Doc. Okay. Been a long time, but uh, um, I'm uh, obviously, like a lot of other people, confused and disgusted by what happened yesterday and last night. And uh, in terms of the media sure. and other people. And uh, what I'm disturbed about is the fact that uh, late yesterday afternoon, you know, that statement was released by. Uh, Jim Stanridge and, you know, and the university pretty much concurred everything that was in the statement was correct. Sure. They stood by that statement. But during the broadcast last night, uh, all the, uh, uh, the people involved with the broadcast could do is go and rehash over and over again all the garbage that was said, uh, the day before. Yeah. And it wasn't until late last night on their, uh, to my SEC network because you're part of the same group. Uh, put out uh, on their show that about the statement that uh, Mr. Stanridge and uh, made in in which the university concurred on that. It was totally disgusting because all they would do is is just take one side of the whole thing. And I, I heard you guys talk about this and these so-called journalists out there. You mentioned uh, the guy from Outkick. Elk coverage or elk kick, whatever that thing is. Yeah. And, uh, and that guy's on a reputable, uh, national show that, uh, was, uh, a political commentator, Rush Limbaugh. This guy, that guy that you mentioned is a, that, that fool there is on that show. So I'm sure that possibly Mr. Limbaugh was standing over in his grave on that one. But nonetheless, it was a disgraceful thing of journalism. Um, uh, I went to school back in the day. Uh, I was involved in journalism, uh, not only as a radio guy, but also as a, as a writer. Now, granted, it was a school newspaper, but journalism is journalism. 
And it was disgusting because, you know, one of the basic things we learned back in the day, in my day, 50-plus years ago, is that you uh, get both sides of the story. And these idiots or sensationalism and to try to uh, uh, well, outdo the other one just stayed on one side of it. Well, the problem, is, Donald, the problem is, Donald, back when... You and I were, were growing up. You didn't have the social media. So now if, if a story happened, you had to wait to the next day to read it. So at least that point they had to now they're in a rush to be the first one out there to get their article clicked or, you know, and so it's a rush to beat everybody to the punch to put something out there and anybody can write an article these days. And, uh, so it's all about people looking at your, your tweet or your Facebook or your, your article. And it's a, it's a shame because getting it right doesn't seem to matter anymore. So I agree with everything you just said, but also, you know, it's something else that we all learned in our day is take responsibility for what you do yeah. and, uh, and accountability. There is no accountability in their line of work. Uh, people's lives get destroyed because of it. And, uh, and, and a lot of kid people in a lot of situations like that, people lose their lives because of that. Now, maybe I'm being a little melodramatic, but there is that such a thing called suicide. And that's unfortunate. But the thing about it is the way that Miller responded last night to all of that, uh, innuendo and garbage says a lot about that young man. He, he let his game do his talking. And it's my hope that the university for the rest of the year, now I know they can't do this, especially if the further along they go in, in postseason play, it's my hope that they will uh, the, let the players do their talking on the court. Don't talk to the media, I mean, uh, at all, except for what they're required to do by the SEC and the NCAA. And uh, just let their play on the court do the talking. Because it just seems like uh, – uh, they tried to vilify not only uh, Brandon Miller after everything was explained, but also the program itself. And we've had journalists, or so-called journalists, I'll mention the name, Joseph Goodman, for AL.com, who uh, these people wanted wanted Miller, and even I, I heard Jaden Bradley's name mentioned in this too, wanted, they think they should be suspended. Well, suspended for what? Yeah. And uh, Goodman, once again, he assumed... Just one side of the story. It didn't wait to get the other side of it before publishing a, what I would almost consider a hit piece on Miller and, and the program. And it, but when you're talking about the program, you're hurting a lot of people that are involved in that program in a lot of different ways. But the thing about it is the program will survive, but Brandon Miller's family was put to the ringer in the garbage and there's just no excuse for it. And it just goes to show where, uh, basic journalism, it went out the window a long time ago. It's just real sad to see, but uh, I was glad to see them rise above all this yesterday and last night. Miller played a, a, a memorable game, and uh, they were fortunate to win the game, but it's not about winning and losing. It's about being above the fray, and I think Brandon Miller, by his play last night, rose above that fray, and for that, that kid deserves a lot of credit. Thank you, Donald. Thank you, Donald. All right, let's get real quick to the uh, Yellowwood hotline, and we got to get to break, get Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. Very, uh, 100% right. I, I agree with everything you said. But, uh, what, what did you think about the ball game last night? Uh, I, did, I listened to it on the radio, most of it. I did watch the last, 
uh, five or six minutes. Obviously, South Carolina. I mean, Dad can comment more on the game. That they, they 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 played terrific. Made a bunch of bunch of shots. They just did not defend Miller very well. You had to make somebody else but, beat you. I'm glad they didn't. You know why? Because nobody else was playing. They just don't want to come out there and play. They would have beat us if they did. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Miller, I like the way he responded. And what really irks me very about the whole thing is that they never mentioned the shooter's name at all in these when they blew that little bleep up there during halftime and during the game. They never mentioned the shooter at all. They mentioned one name, and the two names they mentioned uh, Miles and Miller. That that right there just makes me turns me sick at my stomach because people, like you said, uh, with what they were doing, everything. And Coach Wimp? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Coach Sanderson. Uh, AJ plays tonight before I forget it. Who's that? At, uh, eight, eight, eight o'clock her time. Who, who plays? AJ. AJ McCarron. Okay, good. I think right. you won't know that. Yeah. Yeah. AJ okay. McCarron plays tonight. Yeah, okay. And, uh, it's, they said FX and ESPN. That's what right. they said. We'll check it out. Thank you, Bryce. All right, we've got to get to break here. Todd Palmer and my great friends, uh, they got the first domain condos uh, in the historic district of downtown Northrop. Three-bedroom, three three-and-a-half-bath condominiums. All the amenities are included. The uh, granite countertops, electric energy-efficient appliances, right through the Internet and Direct TV uh, are provided for free with this uh, condominium. Ten-foot ceilings, large patios with upper-level river views. Easy access to the river wall. Get out. Get a little exercise in gated property with security cameras located in the historic district of downtown Norport, two minutes from downtown Tuscaloosa and five minutes from the University of Alabama. Give them a call today. Tell them you heard on the inside the locker room. One month free rent. 205-657-7465 or go to firstdomaincondos.com. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We are starting to see some congestion at our major intersections around the area. So be patient and be careful. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off selected models. Interest rates as low as 0% and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another day of record warmth. A mixture of clouds and sunshine today. A small chance of a shower through tonight. A high today, 83. Tonight's low, 55. Cooler tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a chance of a few scattered showers. The high at 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 70 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back to inside the locker. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If you want it to last, you want to build it uh, with Yellowwood. It protects against rot, fungal decay. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. I'll get to the Yellowwood hotline. He uh, obviously was the three-time ACC coach of the year. That 81-94, I'm sorry, 91-94-95 SEC coach of the year in 2004. Was at uh, South Carolina, Wake Forest, Virginia, East Carolina, a good friend, Coach Dave Odom. Good morning, Coach. How are you? 
Hey, Dave. Good morning, man. You uh, read that stuff well. I, I'd forgotten about all those stuff. Yeah, you're all over Wikipedia, man. It's all in there. All in there. It, it, you know, it sounds like a guy that can't keep a job. Like. <laughs> no. <laughs> Moving one place to the other. Go ahead. Dave, I appreciate you being on. Uh, is it, I know that you work your, your classic in Maui probably three years in advance. I, I could be wrong on that, but is, is that, um, is that a difficult thing to do to get the teams that, you know, want, you want uh, a mixture of teams in the ACC, ACC, and so forth? And so, sort of where does that stand in your work, working to, to keep that thing going? Well, the answer is yes and no. Yes, it's difficult in some ways. No. I mean, how difficult is it to uh, ask people if they want to go to Maui and play golf for all day long? Their basketball game starts tonight, and you can do that. So. I mean, it's, it's kind of a mixture of that, and it really has changed as we've moved along, Wimp. Uh, right now, the, the, the complication uh, that I'm having and, and all of the uh, promoters like myself are having is that uh, some of these teams are jumping from league to league. For instance, down where you are, uh, you, you've got Oklahoma and you've got Texas coming into the SEC in the next year or two. And that, uh, that means that I can't have, uh, two teams out of the SEC in the tournament, uh, for any said year. It's a little bit complicated, probably too complicated to talk about, uh, on the show here today, but just suffice to say, and I'll give an example, uh, Alabama as a team cannot go to Maui the same year that Texas is going to Maui. They just, they just can't do it. Uh, NCAA-wise, they won't allow it. So I have to work with the contracts and get those um, signed before the fact. And uh, But uh, if, if, you go, if I go forward and I just say to you, uh, yesterday I got uh, my seventh team committed to go to Maui in 2026. Okay. Uh, so I've got one more to get. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I've, I've got to get some team that is not already committed to a league. And it's just a little bit complicated, but, uh, okay. the truth of the matter is I can do it. <laughs> I know how to do it. And, uh, there's plenty of teams that want to go. Yeah. Okay. Fair. We're talking with Coach Dave Odom. Uh, Coach, the NCAA tournament is you know, not far away. There's, uh, talk that Alabama's probably going to be a number one seed, possibly, uh, the number one overall seed. Uh, how important is it to get, obviously, the first round? I think there's only been one upset with 16 and one, but how important is it to, to get the highest seed possible? If you can get the overall number one, then I guess that means in the second round, you're playing the fourth eight team if they, if they were to survive. How important is that, uh, to be able to get something like that. Well, I think it's I think it's more important that people, uh, from a notary standpoint, I mean they they recognize that you've had a great year and that you are the number one seed, and, uh, that uh, your fans can get in there behind you and will follow you than they normally would. But in truth, uh, Barry, I don't think it's yeah. that big a deal. Um, uh, you know whether you're the first seed or whether even you're the second seed, uh, the first seed on the second line. I don't think it matters that yeah. much. You still gotta, you gotta play. 
and you got to play well and you got to win. When you when uh when you're getting the tournament, is there a particular style like you know Obviously, the first game you're going to have, you know, maybe three days of practice. Of course, you got the travel time, and then the second round you got a one day turnaround. Um, is there a particular style that you just said, "Man, I just hope we don't have to see, see that"? Now you're going to prepare for whatever you got. Obviously, we talk about, and we had some pretty good success against Syracuse's zone, but it's not something that you see every day. Uh, is there a particular style that you want to have more time to prepare for? You wouldn't see, want to see in that. Maybe first or second game. Well, that's a good question. Um, I think the extreme on either side, teams that, uh, and I just make this up, uh, teams that uh, employ the uh, let's say the Princeton offense, you don't be messing with them. Yeah, They'd be backdooring you and everything <laughs> else. You don't you don't want to mess with that if you if you can help it. Not that you can't beat them, but it's just a frustrating thing. Yeah, and uh, the, the other would be. Um, a team like, uh, again, I'll just make this up. A team like, let's say Arkansas, uh, that, uh, that is going to run and they're going to shoot quickly. They're going to press all over the court. Um, you know, you, I think you'd rather get into, um, a game, uh, the first round of the tournament, uh, with a team much like yourself and then hope that you're, uh, you're, you're, you know, your kind of your abilities, your team, uh, is going to get you through because you got really better players uh, than these other teams. I, I, I just want to stay away from, uh, different teams, the styles on either end. The other thing I'd want to stay away from, this never worked good for me and my team. I don't know why, but they, they've gotten the, the committee's gotten to where they, uh, they've got games that are, Starting at ten o'clock in the morning, eleven o'clock in the morning. You know, I hated that. Yeah. I don't know where I didn't get my guys together, bed quick enough or what. But uh, my teams didn't play well in the morning. And the other extreme, obviously, I didn't want to be playing a nine fifty local tip off at night either. I didn't. I didn't want to be sitting around all day long uh, waiting for a nine fifty uh, tip off. Yeah. That. Um, I don't know what's changed basketball. It may not have changed at all since well, I, I, I left long before you did. Um, officiating is going to the clock a lot, going to the, you know, going to the table a lot to look at things and try to get things straight, which I'm not, you can comment on that. A three point shot continues to be huge, especially down in Alabama. Um, is anything else in basketball that needs to be changed or has changed a little bit since you coach? I think you hit it, uh, Wimp. Uh, it's, uh, y- you know, we all can look at it uh, inside of the last two minutes of the game, and uh, it seems like the officials live over there at the scores table uh, as they're trying to unwind everything, and that does become frustrating, and I think it messes up the rhythm of the game. Still, it's hard to argue against making sure. You know, the the object is let's get it right. Let's get it right. Don't have somebody lose because there was a uh, an official's mistake. Uh, you know, but but somewhere in there, uh, you want to try to uh, you know get it right without you know taking all afternoon. I mean, all morning, all two or three 
minutes over there trying to get the thing uh, situated like it is right. I, I don't know what the answer is there, but uh, I don't I don't like having to sit there and mess up the rhythm of the game, which I think we're heading towards if we don't you know get there. Yeah, Pat Adams loves to go to the. Oh, well, there's a bunch of them. John Higgins does. Pat Adams does. Yeah. They they love that monitor. Coach, you're going to be a good one to answer this because I know you uh, did a lot of work overseas uh, recruiting guys. Uh, you know, we have the AAU system here. We have our high school system in the state of Alabama. There's only certain times of the year they'll let you get in the gym. Uh, with the kids. Now I know the United States, especially in the South, we have tremendous athletes. Uh, over in Europe, they have the clubs, the club teams, uh, and these, uh, I think these kids stay on these teams year round and, the, and they train them and they really work on the skill level. What, what would you do different here? Maybe, and this might not be fair. I should have prepared you. What would you do different here? Maybe in the United States to help develop better skill uh, because it seems like the European guys now are catching up or maybe even past us with the skill level where the um, the game here is running, jumping, dunking. It's an AAU style, but it really doesn't develop a basketball player. Do they have it? Do they do it better in Europe than we do, uh, Coach? Uh, well, that's a, that's a deep hard <laughs> yeah, question to answer. Yeah. It really is. Um, you know, when you look at like the best players in the world today, young players I'm talking about, um, in the NBA, name them. Who, who, who are the best players? LeBron aside. Luca. You know, Giannis yeah. overseas. Yeah. Uh, Luca. Dockage. Yeah. Luca. Yeah. Those guys all come from overseas. Now, uh, have they developed early on because of the system or because of their ability? They would have been that good. Anyway, I don't, I don't know, and you probably don't know. Um, but I, I would say this. I'm, I'm not so sure that we should open up, um, basketball in the gyms with the coaches, um, 12 months a year or anything close to it. And I'll tell you why. I think it, I think when you look at the number of injuries that our players are experiencing now that they didn't use to experience. I mean, I think it all comes out of summertime play. Uh, when the coaches are meeting their kids in the gym in June, in July, and then they're taking, uh, foreign trips in, in August, it wears them out. I think it, it's going to catch up with us. I think there's got to be a dead period in there where, you know, they, if the players want to come in and, and shoot on their own or, uh, that kind of thing, but the pounding up and down the court on their legs is too much. Did you, do you, you guys and dad chime in on this? You know, it used to be practice did not start till October 15th. Like you couldn't even get in there with them. And I think now these guys, I think you're right. These college guys, they practice year round now. They can have their team in there in the summer. They get so many hours per week. And I don't think they're as excited to get to the gym on October the 15th to finally get in there and start practicing because they've been in there all year. Is that a problem? Uh, I guess it is a problem. Your dad told me something one time I have never, ever, ever forgot. And that said, he said, David, when it gets to the end of the year and you're getting ready to go into your conference tournament or the national tournament, NCAA tournament, he, I, I said, I said to him, I said, 
Wimp, what's the most important thing? He said, clear mind and fresh legs. Yeah. And you can't have clear mind and fresh legs if you beat them to death, uh, not only for the course of the conference season and the season itself, but it goes back into, as you said, June, July, and August. And that, is that not right, Wimp? I mean, yeah. I you told me. Fresh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Fresh legs, clear minds. And I was out in Utah last week, and uh, Ryan asked me to speak to uh, his team before they played uh, uh, Steve Alford and uh, Nevada. And I told them that very thing. I said, you guys have been coached, and the coaches now have given you the chance to have fresh legs, clear minds go win. They did. I, um, I want to uh, you comment on uh, – that was my next question. On Utah State, I know Ryan's done a great job out there, and it's a real great environment, a real basketball environment. Uh, although it's in a remote place, you can still get players. To tell our listeners about Utah State and where they stand. Well, uh, the one thing about it is, you know, as you this time of year, it, there is a tremendous, and I know it now because I've lived both sides, there is a tremendous East Coast bias as it lo- as you look at NCAA preparation and selection. It is people just don't talk about it, but I will tell you, Barry, you you do study it uh, probably more than your dad does at this time. There is a tremendous East Coast bias, but the teams on the west side of the Rocky Mountains are really, really, really good. Yeah. I talked to Brian Dutcher yesterday, who's the head basketball coach at San Diego State. He said, David, I don't know what to tell you, but the teams out here uh, are so much better than they're given credit for. Uh, it's a it's a um, it's a league that uh, there's probably seven, maybe eight teams that are available. They're not going to get anywhere close to that. They're going to get three. They, if they're lucky, they'll get four. Uh, and but they, it'll probably they got four last year. Hopefully, they'll get four again. But I, I think it'll probably be. Uh, three. Yeah. And, um, the, the reason for that is, you know, the other side of the Rocky Mountain, people, you know, the, everybody goes to bed early. They don't see the teams play. And it's just, it's just, uh, completely different out that way. Now, as far as Utah State is concerned, Wimp, answer your question. Uh, the, he, he has got a really good basketball team. It's different. If you, if you were to tune in and watch them play, Go to see them play in public, uh, it, it, uh, in person. Uh, you'd say, wow, they can win? Yeah, they can. His team, uh, they pass the ball well. They uh, share the ball well. They p- catch the ball well. Uh, they shoot the ball well. There's a little bit. Uh, that's the one thing that is very much like uh, uh, Alabama, Auburn, teams like that. They, uh, they, they shoot the ball really well. As a matter of fact, I think at one point they were the number one three-point shooting team in the country. Uh, I don't know if that's true now. I probably slipped down a little bit, but uh, they're they're a good team. They really are. And uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people that are excited about it, and uh, I enjoy watching them. I was not particularly a fan of the way it started, but I am now. You go out there and watch them. They can really pass and catch and shoot. Uh, coach, lastly, uh, ACC 
used to be the dominant conference in college basketball. I mean, SEC was known for football, ACC basketball. Now they've gotten so many teams, I guess, in the ACC. And, of course, you know, trying to replace the guys in, at North Carolina and Duke, it just showed you, shows you how hard it is to replace a legend uh, there. And they'll have to do that here one day uh, with Nick Saban. Where is the ACC right now? Is it is it as down as it seems, or is it just because Duke and North Carolina aren't having great years? Well, uh, Barry, two two things, and you just hit on one of them. I mean, uh, you know, the strength of any league is best measured by the bottom four, maybe five teams. And when you look at the four or five uh, teams in the ACC, um, you, you look at Louisville, no, no question they're not as good as they have been, although they, they've played better of late. Notre Dame's another one. They can't win a close game to save their lives. Uh, so they're not quite as good. Um, Boston College won a big, big, big game last night. Earl Grant's done a great job. He's bringing his team along and, uh, God bless him. So that's good. Um, uh, when you, when you kind of move down, uh, Florida State, I don't know what has happened to Leonard, but I wouldn't bet against him in terms of being able to, you know, recircle and get everybody better. I don't know about this year now, but next year he'll come back. But you'd have to kind of loop him in with that bottom group. Um, and so the, the bottom four or five teams are just not as good as they have been, and that that's the way I've always measured it now. When you look at North Carolina, no, they're not as good. I don't know what the problem is there, but they're not as good. Duke, I think, is coming along. I, I think Duke's the kind of team you don't be messing with from here out. Uh, they got size, they got speed, they got quickness, and they can shoot the basketball. You don't be, don't be fooling with them. Um, the, uh, I saw a game last night that was really good. That was North Carolina State and Wake Forest. They're two teams that are a lot alike. The only thing was, uh, Notre, uh, North Carolina has, uh, North Carolina State has, um, they probably got three, four team, uh, three or four players, uh, that can really score the ball, that can get it up down the court, and they, they're really, really, really good. I, I was surprised at that. North Carolina, North Carolina State, um, I mean, excuse me, North Carolina, on the other hand, is, is a team right now that is going to struggle to make the uh, tournament. They are. Uh, they, they, I don't know what their guard play. It's just kind of evaporated. They don't have any anybody on the wings that can uh, shoot them out of trouble, and they can't get the ball to Baycott enough to, to get it done. So I think that's a problem. Is the ACC going to bounce back in the tournament? I don't think they will like they did last year. Yeah. That's for sure. Yep. Dad, anything else for Coach before we let him go? No, I appreciate him being on. Hope uh, you doing okay health wise. Yeah, yeah, I hope you are too. And uh, I always enjoy talking to my 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 boys, the Sanders down there. Okay, I really Good. do, and look forward to seeing you guys. Hope you hope you make the Final Four, and uh, I'm gonna try to make it, and we'll get together and have a. Are you going to Houston? Are you going to Houston? I think I am. Yeah, I think I decided yesterday. I talked to the uh, power to be, which is my wife. She said, "Yeah, let's go." So, well, whatever she said, you do. Uh, uh, that, that's gotten me through uh, fifty-seven, <laughs> heading on fifty-eight years. I ain't gonna try to do it. No now. doubt. Tell her I said hello. I miss seeing her. 
Uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. All right thank, thank you. Let's go to Dave. All right, let's talk about Constant Companion before we get to break here. Well, Constant Companion, uh, 150 Narrows Drive in Birmingham, is great people. As I told you, uh, Sam had been staged, and he, she's doing great, and they checked on her every, every morning, every afternoon, took good care of her. Six three five zero three one three. Dr. Scott Foster, they're great people. They'll do uh, half price if you'll go in there and tell them that you heard on Inside the Locker Room. Thanks. Also, Alabama 1, www.alabama1.org. I've got my vehicle along with them, Joe. they got rates out there now as low as 3.49%. Terms available up to 84 months. You want to extend it out. Get pre-approved before you shop. They also have an Alabama 1 Auto Mall. Go to www.alabama1.org for all their different products and services. And we got to thank Jimmy Rain and Great Southern Wood. They made the 7 o'clock hour possible. It doesn't have the yellow tag on it. You don't want it. Build it. Build it to last. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to jump in on the show when we get back from break. Listen, Tide 100.9. It's your home of Alabama sports. Never had a plan. Just living for the minute. Traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. 69 southbound, backed up at Union Chapel. 43 southbound, the same at McFarland. 69 stop and go from Shelton State into Skyland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Towns and Nissan. $2,000 off selected models. Interest rates as low as 0% and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. 69 southbound, backed up at Union Chapel. 43 southbound, the same at McFarland. 69 stop and go from Shelton State into Skyland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Towns and Nissan. $2,000 off selected models. Interest rates as low as 0% and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. A Town Square Media Station. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you Inside the Locker Room, presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker. Andrew Knifer, he is my all-state agent, made the change several uh, years ago. He's taking great care of me. Let him do the same for you. He's out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3. Now, when you have insurance, you want to make sure your deductibles are right, you have enough, or you don't want to have too much. You want to have an umbrella policy to protect you uh, in difficult situations. Let Andrew... Uh, sit down with you, talk about your needs, your wants, and then he can put together a great plan for you. That's what I did. 205-722-9201. And go to the Andrew Conifer 
Allstate Facebook page, Andrew Knifer Allstate Insurance. Uh, guys, I want to uh, congratulate um, Patrick Murphy. Uh, he's been the head coach at Alabama, I guess, just since 1999. He's uh, started out at, at Southwestern Louisiana, but this is almost mind-boggling to me. Last night he wins. Then he's won 1,200 games. 1,200? How's that how you play that, man? How do you even play 1,200 games? Must us win, Joe, 1,200? That's crazy. He's built quite a pro, he's built quite a program. He was on the but, forefront of building softball in the SEC. He must have started coaching when he was 10. Do they play like 10 games a day? How do you even, first of all, play like 60 games a season. I'm, but 1,200? Don't be belittling that. 1,200? That's a lot of doves, baby. That's uh, so a congratulations, uh, Coach Murphy, uh, on 1200 wins. Uh, just being last that long to be able to, uh, to win 1200 to me is, uh, doesn't even, I don't know, just to think you even went out there and had to turn in a lineup card to win 1200 times. Of course, he played more than that. Uh, I don't know how many he's lost, but 1200 wins is quite the accomplishment. I also want to, uh, congratulate Bryant High School, uh, Coach Peck Love out there, who Sean Peck Love played obviously at Alabama as the coach. They knocked off Hillcrest uh, yesterday. They are going to the Final Four, and they will take on Mountain Brook. I believe it's on February the first. Also, Dad Aliceville out of our area. Uh, they won last night, and they will be going to the Final Four. They'll play Monday at seven thirty. Uh, I think Mars Hill is also one of the two A teams in there. So Aliceville Joe is twenty. Three and one. I do take a little pride. At least we did beat the teams in the final four. And then today, two other t- local teams, uh, Hell County will take on Bibb County, uh, which I played both of those schools as well. The winner of that game will also be in the final four. So, uh, with Bryant, Aliceville, and then Hell County or Bibb County, uh, the area here, and West Alabama's done well uh, in basketball to be, be in this fi- these final fours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sure has. Telling me all year that we need to uh, get out to these basketball games. You, uh, Jalen Prince has gone out to several of them, and uh, I, I think the West Alabama area is quite strong. Yeah, Dad, just your thoughts about these teams? I think that it's a great environment at Legacy Arena for these kids to get to play in oh. there. It's, it's 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 quite the experience. Well, it's something I'll never forget. We were we. Uh, we got to go my junior year, and uh, my senior year we got beat by uh, Hazelwood, uh, Hazel Green, actually, who was in, in uh, Town Creek beat us. But uh, it, it's something I never forget. I always remember the game. I uh, remember who, who we played against, against uh, Pell City. and uh, It's something that's great to get in the Final Four. So congratulations to all those teams who have done that. And I know it's... Uh, Exciting for the, the not only the, just the regular fans of the teams, but also the parents, and uh, it's a it's a great honor. Yeah, so the seven A um, will be on uh, March the second. So they kind of they spread it out. Uh, it, it's 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 quite the event there. I love the the buses of the team, the buses of all the fans. They roll up into Birmingham, man. They they pack those little. Uh, sections there and they, they cheer their team on. And, um, so I'd be ha- excited to see. I'll go up Monday and watch. Uh, I'll pull up here to see who Alice Field plays. Your, your Yellow Jackets won, didn't they? Yeah. So they're in the final four. Um, 
And they will take on, um, let's see here. Aliceville takes on Sand Rock, Dad. Sand Rock can score. They scored almost a hundred several games in the nineties. So that should Does be. Start, a, game start Monday. Yeah. They'll play that game's Monday at seven 30. The other semifinal is St. Luke Episcopal taking on your hometown team, Mars Hill Bible. Uh, yeah. Mars Hill's always really good. Yeah. They're good. Is that, when does that thing start on Monday? Well, I'm sure it'll start in the morning. Uh, normally they play a girl game than a boy game. Uh, yeah, right. and it's great to watch those girls teams. I've been going for years. I just hadn't had a chance to look at it. Yeah. So, I hadn't looked at it. um, so anyway, they, they were all convened in Birmingham at Legacy Arena. If you get a chance to get out, uh, and watch these teams play, the girls and the guys, it's, uh, it's quite a thrill. Uh, I just hated it. I wanted, my guys to be able to experience something like that. You want that for your kids, but only four go. I think there's like in, in two A, there's like 64 teams that start. Only four get to go, uh, to the final four. So that, uh, is, is great. Deal. All right. Alabama last night, dad, that they, they got over the hump. You just got to get the game won. Uh, cause that would have been, that would have been a bad loss. Uh, they were what a 17 point favorite. Uh, that, you know, could have, you know, Affected their, their seed maybe a little bit, possibly if they, if they were to lose another one at Texas A&M. So just getting the game won, uh, you know, was all you had to do. Get it in the clubhouse, get the victory, then you move on. Just your thoughts about what you saw last night. Well, my thoughts are that, uh, that's exactly right. They, they got, they got what they really needed, very close game. Uh, Brandon Miller was terrific, uh, on the court, no doubt about that. And, uh, I think, um, uh, I think they continued to, I think you got tough, uh, tough last three games. I think Arkansas has gotten better, uh, for the new guy that's finally get, getting there, going to play some Saturday. I think it's one o'clock. And of course they've got Auburn coming in and, and then their final game with, with Texas A&M. So Alabama's going to be a number one. They're going to win the league. It looks like it'd be a number one, uh, selection. So, uh, Ben Mills hard to guard. Uh, South Carolina did a very, not taking anything away from him. So don't, and South Carolina did a poor job. You don't you don't play him like that defensively. You have to you have to play him like he's the whole team with somebody and alternate. You have to alternate people on him, and um, they didn't do that. And therefore, he he you know a lot of times you'll talk. The rebounding was big for Alabama. Alabama did a good job on the boards. Uh, they they weren't quite as good against a two point shot inside as they needed to be, but uh, good win for them on the road. And uh, they're having a good year, and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, I don't know. They're going in the round robin. Do you think this is a humongous game? Not for well, yeah, it is for Alabama, Arkansas, but the game on Saturday is humongous. Texas A&M goes to Mississippi State. Uh, then they got Ole Miss on the road. Then they got Alabama at home. So Texas A&M controls their own destiny. If they win out, well, they win the league. Well, you you uh you you keep. Wondering is Texas A&M as good as everybody is, is they're playing? Are they that good? They're really hard nosed. They take the ball to the hole and the dribble very well. They rebound it very well and they play hard. And I, I need to call Buzz and see if, if I can get him on. Buzz is, was, and I've been friends a long time. And, um, but they're, they're a team that we, we, we want to overlook them. And we want to say, and, and we, and a lot of times we will say, and Texas A&M. Uh, and every time we say that, you know, they, they're not going to go to Missouri and win, but they did. 
and uh, they've got uh, they've got the two Mississippi schools on the road. Uh, Ole Miss is playing better. I know they're two and thirteen. I got all that, but they're 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 playing a little bit better. Mississippi State with the matchup that they've got will be will be tough, and then of course going home against a good Alabama team, it will it will be tough. But it should be coming down to the we're going to have uh, three teams in the final four. I can tell you, and the excuse me, in, in the as as the four for the SEC tournament, and that's going to be A and M and Alabama and Kentucky. I'm not sure sure who number four is going to be quite yet. Um, like I said, I didn't see. Uh... A lot of the game last night. What, I what, saw it all. <laughs> what was wrong with, uh, I don't say wrong, but, um, why couldn't any of the other guys score at all? Sears, those guys that normally, uh, score. Why was everything having to go through? Mark Sears ends up three for seven, gets eight points. Betty Ico gets 10. He's the only guy in double figures and Brandon Miller gets 41. What, what was the, deal there with the other guys um well you know they did a fairly decent job on the other guys and they did make some shots and alabama got a lot, a lot of offensive boards I, I don't have the stats right in front of me i'll try to pull them I up i got them right here uh, i got them it's uh you know when you get 41 points out of one kid and he they 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 helped a lot against the other four the guy guarding guarding uh miller helped a lot against the other four and which is not, you know, certainly not the way to play them. You can't, you can't let Miller do what he wants to do because he's he's too darn good. So, um, I thought, I thought Alabama, although they didn't didn't just burn it up, you know, they were they were I think seven for twenty seven or something three point line. They didn't they didn't shoot it very well from the three, but they played pretty good defense. And I'll tell you what, uh, Carolina got the ball in the lane a lot. And made the little jump shots there and took the ball. And sometimes, sometimes Jackson Barry wants to be a first round choice. He wants to be a hero. Uh, they kept him out of three games this year. Didn't start him at all until they got his attention. And, um, he's a good player, but he's not, he's not Brandon Miller. And, uh, they, they just, and, and the, the other kids, the little guard for them that can really shoot it. Um, I just didn't understand the way they played a little bit defensively, but anyway. Um, well, I mean, but, at the end of the game, you got to make somebody oh, else you beat got, you. Boy, you got you got to have you got to have mean, three guys on Miller. Yeah, you put five on Miller and make him pass the ball. Yeah. Uh, but gosh, that dude is skilled. Like he can yeah. make long steps, crossover dribble, change directions. Oh. At his size, he's he uh, did, and one thing he does when he goes in with a dribble yeah. drive too, and actually, I like it. He uses the class. Yeah. Most all the time. The glass, the, the, one of these guys, of all the people listening to this show, if you've got kids, the backboard is your, is your helper. It's your favorite. It, it's what, it's what makes your team better. It makes you better. Don't be trying to go in there shooting a five foot shot against, uh, down the baseline. So, if you, if you'll come over two steps and shoot that five foot shot and bank it in, you'll shoot 95%. And the other way, you'll, you'll shoot 50. Until people learn that, just drives me crazy. Royal Cleaners, making life easy for you. The casual golfwear, the suits, the dresses, the dress shirts, whatever you need. They'll come to you, pick up the laundry, clean it up, hang it up, press it up, deliver it right back. How nice is that? If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in Northport or 4851 Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, give them a call today, 205 391 
888-900-0034. Go by Royal Clearance. Tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. Listen, Ty, 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Live from the Town Square Media Newsroom, my name is Mary Kay. And following the preliminary hearing in the capital murder case against Darius Miles and Michael Davis, it was released that the bonds were denied to both Miles and Davis. And Alabama men's basketball coach Nate Oates has released a statement concerning the comments he made discussing Brandon Miller's connection to a fatal shooting case. And the Alabama men's golf team finished fourth overall in the Watersound Invitational with key players finishing inside the top 10 individuals. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. 69 southbound, backed up at Union Chapel. 43 southbound, the same at McFarland. 69 stop and go from Shelton State into Skyland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off selected models. Interest rates as low as 0% and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. As the pandemic ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another day of record warmth. A mixture of clouds and sunshine today. A small chance of a shower through tonight. A high today, 83. Tonight's low, 55. Cooler tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a chance of a few scattered showers. The high at 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Wayne's Pest Control, serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from its unwanted pest this winter. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, mosquito prevention service. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, 866-WAYNES-1, and get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, we got my man JC on today. He's the owner of the bigspur.com. Normally Jones is on Wednesday, but we kind of float him around. Uh, has a podcast with Mike Morgan, who was on the call last night. Now, JC, you got a lot of Gamecock friends as I do. Maybe they may want to think about doubling Brandon Miller at the end of the game, JC. I'm just saying. I mean, the guy's got 41. I might. Make him pass the ball where in the regular. Where does coach come from? Come on, JC. Well, yeah, that was a that was a great moral victory for the Gamecocks last night. Uh, well, they had the game. I mean, I was uh, Brandon Miller. I mean, what a player that guy is! Um, and uh, it's pretty obvious. I mean, nobody else on Alabama's team was doing much last night except him and. 
yeah, I'd have probably done the same thing, but you know, you, <laughs> you, you had a really good coach there that, that, that uh, probably would have doubled him. Is all I'm going to say about that. With, with, well, sure, yeah, sure, would sure he would have. It wouldn't have gotten yeah, you. Exactly. I mean, you got to make somebody play him like that. Yeah, come on, JC. I know you did, but you got to double this guy. This guy is amazing. He can get all, he's so tall. He gets down the rim. He can just score over you, uh, down there. I don't know. It's, I just thought, uh, South Carolina did play a great game, but, uh, I, I, I thought Mike had a good comparison. Uh, he was either Mike or Steph Greenberg once said Kevin Durant. I, I think I, that's kind of what this guy kind of reminds me of. He's just a, the big old guard, you know, with great ball skills and, I mean, it's tough to defend him and shoot. Yeah, I'd have gotten in front of him. I, I don't think South Carolina. I think once Hayden Brown fouled out too, South Carolina doesn't have a lot of like in-your-face defenders. <clears throat> they're they're nothing like they used to be defensively. Uh, even when you guys were there, uh, I think Darren Horn's teams didn't play much defense. But uh, you guys, Eddie Fogler, you know, you go back in time. South Carolina, when they've been good at basketball, they've 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 been able to guard. And this team does not; they are not. They, you know, and look, credit them because they're, you know, they're shooting it better. Jacoby Wright's improved. Josh Gray's improved. But uh, boy, that uh, they just played a little bit better defense. I, I think they could, yeah, because they've lost a few close ones this year in the, in the league. They could have six, seven conference wins. Yeah, uh, uh, if they JC. Are they having before we switch to football? Are they having, or have they had, or can they have, going to have a good recruiting year in basketball? Or do you know? It's going to depend on the transfer portal with them. Um, and and the good news is the NIL situation in South Carolina has gotten a lot better, so there'll probably be some resources there. Uh, because that's what it's all about in, the, in basketball these days, NIL and stuff like that, you know. But I, I think what they should do is probably go try to find some really good mid-major players that want to transfer. Jackson leaving? Just want the opportunity. Uh, yeah, Jackson will he'll be gone. I mean, and, and really, it's, it's uh, coach. It's, it's more about. I think he could stand another year, but oh, he could. He can. It, it, it's yeah. more. It's more about the the collective bargaining agreement with the NBA is going to be up. And so there's a lot of mystery there if you declare after this year. Uh, and that, that's the whole reason he reclassified because it was like, well, you know, you reclassify, you go to South Carolina a year, you'll still get in under that draft deadline. Whereas if he was still in high school, you know, he would miss it. So I, I, I'd be, I think he's done enough to still get drafted. Um, but he'll still be a kind of a work in progress in the league for a, a little while. <laughs> Uh, JC Austin Armstrong, uh, guy came here from Southern Miss, never coaches, uh, a game. Uh, Florida defense coordinator leaves. Um, I guess Austin maybe, uh, was with, uh, the coach down at Florida, Billy Napier, maybe at Louisiana at one time. Uh, what do you know about Austin Armstrong? I guess when Nick Saban hires you, all of a sudden, uh, you kind of go up the, the, the chain coaching and maybe this guy's a hidden gem, but, uh, just your thoughts about him never coaching a game here and moving on to Florida as a defense coordinator. I tell people all the time, you know, uh, assistant coaches are, are in football are very mercenary. Uh, mercenarial, I guess is the right term for it. Uh, you know, and, and look, I don't blame these guys. You know, these guys don't have, most of them don't have the big guaranteed deals like head coaches where, you know, you're set for life. 
uh, you know, if, if financially, you know, a lot of assistants have to move their families multiple times to get through in a position. So, yeah, you're talking about a coordinator job at an SEC school. Uh, you know, it's probably a three-year guarantee or something like that. Florida certainly isn't shy about spending money on staff. I mean, they got, what, a million assistants or something down there now? Uh, <laughs> their staff is bigger than their roster, uh, you know. And, 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 and I think for Napier, that's a really good hire because if you look at Florida, where they've really struggled, uh, you know, the past few years is, is on defense. You know, even that team in the, during the pandemic that won – uh, the division and, and gave Bama a game that they, they were not very good defensively. And so, you know, you start thinking about it and, you know, I, I think for Austin Armstrong, it's a tremendous opportunity. I, I think he's an excellent defensive coach. Um, you know, I, I think that when you look at Southern Miss, you know, that was a program that kind of, uh, because of the conference realignment, you know, they did not get into the American. They're kind of back to the Sun Belt. It's a proud program, but they played really good defense last year. Uh, and I think uh, his coaching ability is—he's is, you know, kind of a rising star. So I wasn't surprised when Saban hired him. Not surprised that Napier went in that direction. And you know, it's just uh, right. It's just the nature of the, the game right now is, is that you know you got to kind of take what you can when you can, and uh, it's a big opportunity for him. Yeah, twenty-nine years old will be the def- youngest defensive coordinator. Uh, at the power five level. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, that, uh, quarterback wise at Florida before we switch over to Alabama. Florida back wise at, uh, quarterback wise at, at Florida, where are they standing with the, all that mess that the quarterback left and so forth? Yeah, he left. He's in Arizona. He's got, went to Arizona State. Um, yeah. which is Terrible. a pretty good fit for him, I think. Uh, being from California and playing for uh, another young coach, Kenny Dillingham, who got the ASU job. Uh, you know, Florida's going to have to run the football and be a little bit uh, kind of like they were last year, except, you know, Graham Mertz, who came in from Wisconsin, he's certainly not athletically Anthony Richardson, but he's probably a guy that's going to make less mistakes uh, than Richardson did. He won't be as up and down. He, he won't. His ups will not be as up as Anthony's. But his downs will not be as down. Uh, he's a real steady player. Uh, but they've got some guys, I think, for the 2024 class. I believe they got a five-star quarterback out of Texas they have committed. And the key is is to, to just hold on to him because, look, that position, you know, is leaves a lot to be desired right now. The University of Florida, probably for the first time in a long, long time. Um, you know, uh, you had Felipe Franks there and, Obviously, he was good, not great, and then Trask takes over, and he's awesome. And then Richardson's got the, uh, you know, the upside, the huge upside. They're talking about him getting drafted, which I'm in the first, in the top ten, which I, I don't know that I agree with. But hey, you know, he's got the tools. Well, now you got Graham Mertz, so you're a little bit more limited. And uh, so I, I think if you if you're a Gator fan and you're looking to like where you need to upgrade, you know, quarterback at the University of Florida has always been appealing. Uh, to go play there. There's been some great ones over the years. So, uh, you know, I think that's what you're kind of looking for in recruiting this cycle. But, you know, for the 2023 season, I mean, it could be a long year for the Gators this coming year. I mean, it, it's probably, you know, last year they stressed patience. I think they're going to have to be patient again this season because, you know, kind of scraping by and getting to a bowl will probably be a good season for them. Uh, JC, Alabama normally football-wise, coach always – 
traditionally has a practice on the Friday before spring break. I never quite really understood that. Practice on Friday, then they take like the whole week off, then they start back the Monday after spring break. I think he just wants to see what kind of shape they're in and tell them they need to come back in the same condition and also warn them about taking the team with them. But this year he's not doing that. He's waiting. I think this is a, with a new coordinators on both sides, uh, maybe trying to change, change their, their way of playing a little bit. I think this is a really big spring for Alabama, not knowing who the quarterback is going to be. Uh, just your thoughts and getting these coaches, new coaches up to par on the terminology and the personnel yeah. and all that. Just your thoughts about him changing that, uh, where he's not going to do it on that Friday, just wait a whole another maybe nine or ten days. Yeah, it's probably the coach probably needs some extra prep time and, and all that before they actually hit the field. I, uh, you know, Will Muschamp did that at South Carolina when he was there. So it's probably like a Saban coaching tree thing or something. They would, they'd have one or two practices and then break and then come back. I think Beamer did it too. So it, it's something. Uh, the, the explanation I got was, well, we want to put a lot of things in their mind to think about and see how they retain it over the week and then come back. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a, it is a big spring because there's some, I don't want to say big questions, but there's some things that need to be resolved. And of course, with the quarterback situation, you know, putting in, you know, what, whatever Tommy Reese wants to do on offense and, Got a new defensive coordinator too. They're probably going to get back to some of the same. I mean, it's probably going to be the same defense, obviously. But uh, <clears throat> Kevin Steele's back, and uh, yeah, it's probably just a matter of making sure everybody's on the same page before they hit the field. Uh, whereas you got a lot of returning players, you got a lot of uh, you know returning coaches. You know, it's okay to sit there and hit the field for that one or two those one or two days uh, to get a mental you know put a, a mental injection, I guess, into your players, but. If, if you're not comfortable with what you're doing yet or you don't have all that nailed down, obviously that extra time helps. Yep, that. Um, Schedule-wise, I had heard on another show, but I, I guess I'm wrong, that uh, instead of having three permanent uh, uh, members that you play when Texas and Oklahoma come over, there's going to be just two. Uh, I thought these people knew what they were talking about. So I said it on our show. I don't know if that's right or wrong. Or that you think they're still going to stay with three and, and go to nine, nine games? Yeah, I, I mean, that's the model. I mean, thank you. Uh, I think he said it. You know, it was either three permanent or one. Now, you know how things go. <laughs> uh, maybe there's a grand compromise out there. Uh, you know, it would it'd be a two seven seven format. Where, you know, if you did nine, um, cause if you do two, six, six, you know, the idea is you need to play everybody home and away within four years. And so if you go two, seven, seven, I suppose that could work. Um, you know, and, and if you, if you look at like the quote unquote traditional rivalries, you know, you, you're going to kind of hit them. I mean, you, you probably, you won't get Texas and Arkansas every year. Um, you know, you, but, uh, just about all the other ones. Uh, I think you can hit with two seven seven, but I, I haven't, Coach. I haven't. I, everything I've heard and seen is three or one. Yeah, well, I, I don't nine know. or eight. Yeah, Alabama's going to play Georgia and Auburn. I know those two probably. I don't know who the third one. Tennessee, I think, will be the third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, so we'll see how that works out. But that's uh, that's going to be it's going to be interesting. We're going to get a lot of answers about that here in the next couple. Yeah, of Alabama's might be Alabama's might be might be uh, Tennessee, Auburn, and Mississippi State. 
I can see that because you know, you, you, you know, you, and Alabama's going. They're not going to be afraid to schedule anybody. You know, LSU. That LSU game is one that's been the highest rated uh, SEC game ever. I mean, there's a reason why CBS typically makes it a night game. Um, you know, so that's one that's been sort of uh, bantered, you know, bantered around too. But if you've got Tennessee and Auburn, you know, that Mississippi State, they're right down the road, and you know, maybe maybe that's uh, that's what happens there. But uh, you know, we'll see. I think I think it. It's fascinating to kind of look and see how they're going to do all this because there's a lot of different scenarios yeah. uh, that you could uh, you could kind of <laughs> figure out with, with all this. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, JC, these new rules that college football is looking at, a couple of them are silly. Like, who cares if you call the back-to-back timeouts? But the uh, incomplete pass once the ball's spot it and go ahead and run in the clock. Uh why are we in a rush to get these college football games over? You only get one a week. Uh do you think that'll pass or they just have three or four of them out there, they'll get the three pass that that one won't. I mean, are you for running the clock off of, no. off of incomplete passes? No. They, they they tried to do something like this back in 03, 20 years ago. Uh, and I was working in Gainesville, Georgia at a newspaper at the time. And I remember Mark Rick said, cause he was at UGA starting out. He's like, I don't understand why we do that and have less of what the fans want, which is college football. You know, why would you, why would you want to take away, you know, the, the games? Cause there's so few of them anyway. You know, I mean, we, we sit here 365 days a year and talk about it, but there's only like, for most teams, you're only guaranteed 12. So the other 353, you're talking about roster, recruiting, coaching, all the stuff we talk about. So I don't understand why there's this big need uh, to, to to sandwich everything in. Now, you know, the back-to-back timeout, something like that, you want to tweak it a little bit, that's fine. But, you know, that, that incomplete pass rule is a dramatic change. And uh, I just don't, you know, I, I think if, you, if you're struggling with, the, you know, the, the amount of time, uh, that a game takes to complete, you know, you, you maybe need to reevaluate some other areas and see how you could cut there as well as, you know, common sense things that could speed it up a bit. But, you know, I'm not for, you know, I, I don't, the more games, the more football, the better, in my opinion. So I, I'm just, I'm not, I don't, I, I think it's a non-issue other than, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sitting there uh, watching the Gator Bowl, trying to watch the Gator Bowl this past year, and uh, the Mayonnaise Bowl was on before it. It was just an awful game between NC State and Maryland, and I just wanted to crawl through the TV and 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 and, and yell at Mike Loxley and Dave Dorn and you know uh, the the rest and the ma- and the, the jar of mayonnaise that's uh, animated that walks because I was just like, man, this game needs to get over. So it was 30, you know, you're 20 minutes into the Gator Bowl before they switched over. So, you know, that kind of situation is unfortunate, but it happens, you know, and, and, and there's enough, you know, I mean, they, they threw the game of Notre Dame and Carolina over on ESPN News. So there's enough, uh, enough wiggle room there. You're still going to get to watch the game, unlike, you know, maybe <laughs> in another time where you didn't have four or five ESPN channels, you, you kind of just had to turn on the radio. But I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I mean, and, and, and you know, there's these people that are out there about player safety and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that either. Obviously, common sense would say the more you play, the more your, your percentage of a chance to get hurt goes up. 
But at the same time, you know, I, I, I think the more you play, the, the more you're kind of used to the game. And if you don't play a lot, you know, the, your chances of getting hurt are probably a little higher because you don't know what you're doing or where you're going or, you know, the feel. You know, you're kind of just thrown out there. And, you know, so I, I'm just, you know, I, I, I like it when teams get to empty the bench and play guys that don't get to play a lot. I, mean, I think it's great for morale. You know, if you shorten it a bunch, that's going to cut down on that. I just think that, uh, you know, it's a slippery slope. And, and like I said, they tried to do it 20 years ago. Everybody complained and they immediately went back to the old rules. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know why we're, you know, trying to sit here and do it now, uh, after two decades and, and it didn't work back then. No doubt. JC, tell everybody about your podcast, all your great information where they can catch you. Cool, yeah. Well, JC and Morgan right now, obviously Mike's traveling a lot for basketball, so we're going to uh, try to get it back to it. But uh, we also got a website coming up, jcandmorgan.com, where you can get some bonus content and stuff, you know, start streaming the podcast. Uh, so we got a lot of exciting things coming up on JC and Morgan. It's just uh, right now, Mike's on the road. I've got a lot of Gamecock stuff, so we're, uh, we're trying to kind of find a time to catch back up but we will and when we come back it'll be uh, extra strong so you guys be sure to check it out thank you thank you jc thank you jc thanks folks see ya all right dad let's talk about bob prince and prince clover and hayes prince clover and hayes outstanding attorneys you heard that yesterday got a lot of comments on what uh, bob did when he came in and visited with us uh, if you have a if you're hurt if you're injured and you need some help and you need somebody to go to bat for you then prince clover and hayes at three four five one two three four will do that and uh, they will do a good job with you. You found that out yesterday from the, uh, I think, sincere information that Bob gave, and it was very, very good, and I think our listeners enjoyed it a great deal. So Prince Clover and Hayes, 345-1234. And while I'm on here, make it easier for all of us, Constant Companion Animal Hospital, uh, on Narrows Drive on 280 are the absolute best, uh, as I said Sam's been down there and spaded and she's been doing great and they checked on her every five hours and, and, uh, the people take care of your animals. Animal is important to me and, uh, you get 50% off on your first visit. Dr. Scott Falter does a good job. And so give them a call at 635-0313 and tell them you heard it on inside the locker room. Barry. Um, yes. I'm going to change phones, so I'll just be off two, 10 seconds, and I'm going to change phones. Okay. You sure it won't be 12? This is a tie, 100.9. Phone lines will be open, 205-342-9904. This is a tie, 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. 69 southbound, backed up at Union Chapel. 43 southbound, the same at McFarland. 69 stop and go from Shelton State into Skyland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at towns of Nissan. $2,000 off selected models. Interest rates as low as 0% and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Hi, I'm Martin. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another day of record warmth. A mixture of clouds and sunshine today. A small chance of a shower through tonight. A high today, 83. Tonight's low, 55. Cooler tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a chance of a few scattered showers. The high at 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 72 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live shows. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today. When the sun goes down on my side of town, that lonesome feeling comes to my door. The whole world. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I want to thank one of our new great sponsors. Uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota. We got a pretty good deal out there. Try it before you buy it. Tuscaloosa Toyota rental department lets you test drive a new Toyota for a weekend or an entire week. So you get to try it out before you buy it. If you like it, uh, then you can deal with those guys and get it purchased. If not, you can try another. And also they want to make, uh, scheduling easy for you. So the scheduling next service appointment has never been easier. Log on to the TuscaloosaToyota.com and select the scheduled service under the service tab. Enter your info and, uh, their system will let you choose the best time available for you to bring your Toyota in. So they're trying to make, uh, where you like, you know, you go to the doctor's office, Joe. Sometimes you sit there for hours. Uh, this way you go in there, you have a set time, you go in there, get your car taken care of. They take great care of you. Dad, I know you dealt with Justin, uh, and David personal, on a personal matter. They're not personal matter on purchasing your new car there. And those guys did a great job of helping you through the process. They sure did. And you're right. Uh, you, you know, time is very important to everybody. If you can go in there and have a scheduled time for them to check your car, I think it's really helpful. And, uh, they try to come at you at all angles. Uh, they sold a lot of cars. They have a lot of Good cars on the lot, so I would suggest you go by that. Right, absolutely the best in this area, Tuscaloosa Toyota. We appreciate uh, David DeSantis and this group being a great advertiser on Inside the Locker Room. All right, to Tuscaloosa Toyota Hotline here, getting Joe into the show. Good morning, Joe. Morning, coaches. How are you? Look, good, good. Look, Wimp's trying to figure out how good A&M is, and I'm trying to figure out how good the whole conference is. Where I was going yesterday, we ran out of time, Y'all brought up the coaches poll. AP, and this is my point, it's the end of the season. We know now the teams. You know, we've played this thing almost all the way out. And we have taken that Houston win. And I told you, the other, you know, all the other teams, we hadn't beat nobody in the top 25 at Houston. And it was a great game, but we were 15 down. And this is what it reminds me of give you this example so you can understand what I'm trying to say here. Florida beats Utah last year, the first game of the season. They're in the top 10. They go to Tennessee two weeks later and we find out, you know, they trail two touchdowns the whole game. Napier had to go for it uh, eight times on fourth down, just trying to keep the ball away from Tennessee. That's how bad it was, you know, but he had that first win against Utah. Now, are y'all seeing my point? Am I making sense? Are you saying the basketball, Alabama? I don't know. What you, no, I'm what saying is, I'm comparing our win to Houston like Florida's <laughs> win over Utah. Okay. Joe, let me ask you this. When when Alabama 
play Kentucky, what do they do to Kentucky? How bad was Kentucky? <laughs> Kentucky would what, be like Florida. Kentucky just wanted Florida. They just wanted Florida. Yeah, yeah they, and they, they, they they Auburn. Auburn. All right, when Alabama went to Auburn with Florida Auburn with big guy, when Alabama went to Auburn with all the chips on the line for Auburn, they had to have it. What happened? They won. When Alabama went to Missouri, everybody said this is a must win for Missouri. It's a sellout crowd. What happened? And Barry, what was the first thing I said today? Wimp's trying to have, figure out how good the A&M is. Joe's trying to figure out how good the SEC is. Remember yeah, what I said? All right. all right. When they beat Michigan State early with all these freshmen, you didn't know what they had. They beat Michigan State and North Carolina on a neutral court. Those aren't good wins. Michigan Barry. State with their tradition and Tom Izzo and playing with all these freshmen. Barry, let's be realistic. No, is that a good win, Joe? That's a great it's win. It's a good win, Barry. Barry, you can't take it when whenever they played those teams, those teams were highly ranked. <laughs> I agree with you, just like Florida was with Utah. But they're tw they're twenty four and four. A lot of guys, a lot of these teams lose on the road because it's difficult to win, lose to win on the road. The only game they've lost in the league is at Tennessee. Well, Barry, you know how many times I've been right. I don't want to brag on myself. So what, do you, what is going to be right when Alabama does what? You're going to say you're right. I'm saying that the SEC, you done saw bracketology. Bracketology. I mean, 7 through 10, all the mid-teams in the SEC are going to be put right there. And if they win their first game, they're going to be playing either a one seed or a two seed. I'm saying we may not get nobody but Alabama and Tennessee to the switch to the Sweet 16 if we do. Now I agree. I will agree. The eight nine seed is not a great seed because your first round games against somebody as good as you, and you got no chance for a one sixteen upset to play somebody, and you're sitting there having to play. Number one, close to so an eight nine seed is not a good seed. Uh, it's really not. Seven and ten is the <laughs> second worst seed. Yeah, and that's where they're going to put all these teams in the SEC in the tournament. They always do. Well, knows. I'm well, looking here now. I'm looking here now. They got Mississippi State eleven seed. Uh, obviously, Alabama's a one. I'm going down just through this thing here. Uh, Kentucky is an eight. So they'd have to take on Purdue if they could get by Pittsburgh. Uh, Tennessee is a three. Uh, Auburn is a ten. Uh, I don't know if Auburn's even going to make the tournament, to be honest with you. Uh, as you go on down, Arkansas is a nine. So you're right there, eight, nine. They have to take on Kansas, uh, and Iowa in the second round. Uh, so you're right. They're, they're around eight, nine. Uh, Texas A&M's at eight. Is that fair though? Should A&M not be better than eight, uh, Joe? I, 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 A&M is so, we're going to find out how good A&M is. We're going to find out. We've been saying they're going to lose, they're going to lose, they're going to lose. They're going to play a... No, I, mean, I just think it surprised me. They, they have me too. Okay. He's got them playing yeah. good. I don't, I, I thought they would lose. I said that for Alabama's benefit. People that listen to the Alabama fans, I said that for their benefit. What? Said what? Uh, that Texas A&M was going to lose before they played Alabama. Yeah. Who's going to win, Joe? Texas A&M at Mississippi State. A&M. Who's going to win between A&M and Alabama? 
Texas is going to be out of, uh, Texas is going to be A&M. So A&M's going to win, win the round robin. Yep. I'm afraid they are. I'm afraid they're going to win. I'm afraid they're going to beat them. I think they're going to beat them. I really do. And of course, you know, I'm basing it on what's happened this week and last night. You know that. Sure. You got to, it's the way you play in now. I, did, I, I'm a, I was amazed that, uh, A&M went to Missouri and held on and, I mean, literally held pretty much a double digit lead. Uh, the entire game. That was impressive to me. Uh, and then to hold on to beat Tennessee, um, give Buzz Wilson, give him some credit there. He's done a good job, uh, with this team. So we'll see. All right. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. I, I, but I should have asked Joe, what is Joe trying to say? Like the Alabama's wins aren't that good? I mean, you only can play the people on your schedule, right? They scheduled. They played a really difficult schedule, and they're twenty-four and four. Yeah, but the the bottom end of the SEC is pretty bad, pretty but, bad. But you can't blame Alabama. But they, no, no. Well, you beat three teams by forty. I mean, Georgia beat Kentucky, right? And then Georgia Kentucky came in not here that good. But I'm saying Georgia beat them, and Georgia and Kentucky came in here and got absolutely destroyed. Yeah, both those teams not that good. All right, here we go. Uh, first to main condos, my main man Todd Pilot out. Three bedroom, three and a half bath, washer and dryer included, stainless steel appliances, all granite countertops. Here's a great deal. Internet and direct TV. I got direct TV and internet in my house. I just saw the bill. It was 280 bucks. I need to call those guys, but there's a great savings right there. 10 foot ceilings, large patios with upper level river views, easy access to the river wall. They're gated with the security cameras, which is important these days. Two minutes to downtown, five minutes to the University of Alabama. They're filling up fast. So get over there. You can tell them you heard on Inside the Locker Room. Get one month free rent. 205-657-7465 or go to firstdomaincondos.com. We also thank Alabama One. Uh, they're a great sponsor on Inside the Locker Room. www.alabama1.org. Very easy to become a member. Great mortgages, great uh, car loans, great credit cards. I've got it all with Alabama One. And they got branches all over the place. While other people are closing, these guys are opening more. www.alabama1.org. Keep it locked in. The Gary Harris Show is next. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.